This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Uh, we have waiting in the wings, Betty, the world's oldest bartender. But to get to Betty, we got to go through our pal, uh, Brent Knowles, Knowlesy. She's right here, pal. Okay. We met Betty just before the pandemic started. Jim and I were down in Florida. And I ended up with Nolsey at this bar called Hurricane Tina's, which is just at the bottom of the bridge in Fort Myers. If, you, if you're ever there, you got to go say hi to Betty. And she joins us here. How are you, Betty? I'm fine. How are you? Good. You're still going strong. Happy to hear. How old are you? Sunday, I'll be 94. 94 years old this coming Sunday. Love it. And you're you're doing okay. You're feeling good. You're still pulling your shifts there at Hurricane Tina's. I'm still pulling my shifts here and at my four other jobs. Four other jobs? Are they all bartending yeah. jobs? Yeah, yeah. Well, you do some other stuff, don't you? Do landscaping, <laughs> Betty? I, I take care of seven yards. George. Yeah, she does. She I mows take, lawns. And and I take I work. Uh, a couple nights at another restaurant, bar, Naughty Parrot. The Naughty Parrot. Oh, my goodness. I got to Google right this place. <laughs> and how's it been for you over the past, uh, since we talked to you last? It's probably been a year, Betty. Uh, the thing's going well down there. Is it? Uh, does it feel like it's getting back to normal? Pretty cold. Yeah, do you miss the Canadians? Because I know the borders aren't fully open, and you must see the odd Canadian in there, but not like before, right? <laughs> yeah, I have some friends, Hal and Patricia Redner, that live up there that always come down every year, and they haven't been able to come down. Sorry, I just, I just Googled Yelp reviews for the Naughty Parrot. First review that came up, Taz, if you're going to the Naughty Parrot, make sure you meet the famous Betty. Some yeah. girls and I went for a girls' trip, and this place was recommended to us. We didn't get food. It was more of a drinking stop for us, but Betty was amazing. Before we went on the air, I said, Betty, remember, no swearing. I'm sure you know all the swear words. Uh, you've been around for a while. And she said, she said, Taz, I bet I know some that you don't even know. <laughs> well, being in the bar business since 1962, you learn a lot. <laughs> I bet. In terms of the crazy things that you have witnessed in your 94 years, Betty, where does the pandemic rank? Was this one of the wildest times you can remember? I can never remember anything being anywhere, anywhere near what this mess is. Betty, you told us last time that you were open to finding another man. How many times have you been married? Four. Four times? And did you have any COVID hookups? Did you meet any men over the past year? No, I'm not looking for one. I like doing what I want to do whenever I want to do it and however I want to do it. Yeah, <laughs> single ladies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't tell me how to live. <laughs> well, I got a couple hundred boy toys. That's all. Oh, I'm sure you do. I feel like Nolsey might be one of them <laughs> before the end of the day. Why not? When you when you first started as a bartender, Betty, were there way more fights at the bar? Like, was it was it just a way crazier atmosphere, and things have kind of slowed down? I think it's crazier now than it was back in 1962. <laughs> hmm. 
You watch old movies and people are always getting pool cues and chairs over the, their their heads. And then the guy's still playing piano in the background, even though there's a huge brawl. <laughs> I think that's 1862, were you, were you, Jim. Did you start at a saloon, <laughs> Betty? Hey, darling, I didn't run them kind of bars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Betty, it's so good to hear your voice. Yeah, if you're in Fort Myers, you got to go to, uh, what is it, the Dirty Parrot, the Naughty Parrot? Naughty Parrot. Naughty Parrot. I got something I want to tell you. Okay. I just, got, I just got voted the most outstanding woman of Southwest Florida. Hey! <laughs> That's awesome. Do you get a sash and like a crown or something or what? And they're going to take a picture of the article so that you can see it when you get back. That's awesome. We'll post it on the, the Taz and Jim social media pages because I'm sure there's a lot of people wondering uh, – what Betty looks like, she is a, a fit, strong woman, and you got to go see her if you're ever down in Fort Myers. Congratulations on the accolades, Betty, and we look forward to uh, talking to you again in the near future. You have just the happiest of birthdays on Sunday, okay? I'm sure it will be a good one. Okay, and make sure Nolsey doesn't get overserved down there. Okay, I got to, uh, I got 14 more years to go, 16 more years to go. I'm going to go to at least 110. Got a girl. Love you, Betty. Love you more. Getting divorced does not look like a good time, and <laughs> things can get pretty contentious. Case in point, Dr. Dre. We've been kind of following along. Him and his uh, his estranged wife have been going through the court battle. She was looking for a crazy amount of money in, in spousal support, right? It was like $12 million a month or so, something outrageous. <laughs> I can't remember, but it was like mind-boggling. She did pretty well in the end, but uh, the divorce has not been finalized. How about this? Monday, Dr. Dre was at a cemetery for his grandmother's funeral. After the service was over, he was walking back to his car and a process server approached him no. and tried to hand some legal paperwork over to him. It was his divorce papers, and he'd been served at his grandmother's funeral. Oh my God! So if you don't, if I don't, I always see this on American TV. But like, if you don't grab this papers, nope, you nope, weren't served. You run away. <laughs> he just starts booking it. That's kind of what Dr. Dre did. Witnesses say he like recoiled in anger. Good, like he was furious. He 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 recoiled and he wouldn't accept the documents. He just put his hands, <laughs> wouldn't take them. So the server just dropped them on the ground in front of him huh. and left. But I I don't know. I think if there's a record of him being served those papers. Whether they're in your hand or dropped on the ground at your feet, hmm. you've been served. Yeah, I guess so. That is so ignorant, though. I mean, like, I, I, you've already got the guy on the ropes. Like, you're going to get millions out of him, and you got to do it at his grandma's funeral? Well, this is, you know, that's a, we don't know his side. It's got to be tough to get close to Dr. Dre if you're a process server and you're trying to serve him papers. Guy's got a ton of money. you got to assume he's got security. He's not leaving the house to go to, you know, the, the drugstore or to uh, grab a Slurpee. So where are you going to find them? I think there's grandma's funeral, but I think there's different avenues to serve a super rich person than to just like a random deadbeat dad you can't find, right? Like there's got to be a legal avenue to like send it to his business, something. I think you got to find the guy. (laughs) What? You you mentioned movies and all the movies I see, you got to You got to find the guy and be like, here, I gave the papers to this person. Oh man.
Drake should just get a body double. He's got enough money. He's got to get a body double <laughs> to do all his, I don't know, social obligations. Anytime he has to go about town. That wasn't me. <laughs> like Shaggy. That's what sh- sure. Shaggy can never get served with papers, yeah, right? Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Facebook is looking at a little bit of a rebrand, thinking about changing the name of the company. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is hot on this metaverse idea where there is a uh, like a singular online universe that you can accumulate different rewards and you can develop your your online personality also augmented reality so if you look at the world through your phone you'll see different things kind of i'm thinking like the pokemon uh, where you walk around you see the pokemons jim you know yeah yeah or if you like went to a museum and there was uh, you know, a painting or something like that. You could put your phone up, and then it would show information about the painting or whatever on your phone. Sure. Yeah. Or, or I, the football games have been doing this. Like at the uh, at the Ravens game, you hold your phone out when you're sitting in your seat, and you see a giant raven swoop into the uh, stadium and land on the field. That's cool. They should also do show you where the the ten like where the uh, uh, the yard marker the y- are. next yard marker is. Yeah, there's show where an the idea. Images and where the ten yards are. Anyways, so the metaverse is coming, and Zuckerberg's all all horny for it. <laughs> uh, so he's thinking of changing the company name to reflect uh, the new direction. And there's an announcement coming next week. Uh, we have some suggestions from Taz and Jim listeners that, ironically, super meta, were made on Facebook, the Taz and Jim Facebook fan page. What are the the good ones you're seeing, Jim? Um, getting a lot of fascist book. Okay. That was the most common uh, <laughs> suggestion. Fascist book. New names for Facebook. What yeah. else we got? Uh, Kareen says Karen's page. Karen's page. Uh, Susan McLeod says show and tell. Chuck Taggart says drama book. No um, kidding. I like this one. Paula Martin says to Facebook. Because people here have two faces, one face to post how perfect your life is and your second face to show your true colors. Mm. I would love to see that. Like you're, you have a profile pic that's you all dolled up and then like a profile pic that's an average day for you. Two Facebook. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're getting all like social justice and you're like, this is what should be done on Facebook and then we can get to look behind your, your yeah. real life and see if you're like a good parent or something. Yeah, you're talking about how we need to save the planet, but then we have a, we click a button, augmented reality, we can see that you're not recycling. No, someone's not sorting plastics and papers. Um, I, I, this is my favorite one. Dan says, Skynet. Do, 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 do. <laughs> and Coming really, for us. And then Miranda has the best point, basically. says, even if they do change the name, which is stupid, no one's going to call it the new name. Circle K will always be Max Milk to me. Outlook will always be Hotmail. It's always going to be Facebook, and that's that. Police in uh, Burlington got a little surprise this week, Jim. Yeah. According to a uh, tweet, they uh, were doing a distracted driving uh, roundup, and they, they noticed somebody was driving without their hands on their steering wheel. In fact, they were holding something up to their face. So they decided to pull the vehicle over. They expected it to be a cell phone, but it was a flute. You play jazz flute? I dabble. They were playing Uh, the flute while driving. uh, Which I believe takes two hands. I'm not a flutist myself. So they both had both hands on the instrument. Let's go. 
both hands on the instrument, and they were following along to an iPod. Ah, they were like doing a recital. Yeah, they had the music on on the iPod, and they were some uh, cruising around Burlington, just blowing their flute. Yeah, Jethro Tull, you know. <laughs> uh, police, Halton Regional Police, say the driver was charged. And they are reminding people that you should not be playing any woodwind instruments <laughs> while driving your vehicle. Hands-free kazoo is fine. Yeah, sing along. <laughs> hum. Sure, yeah. But full-on fluting, not a great idea. I, I, is it better than a saxophone? Probably the flute is a little more compact. Yeah, the saxophone would get in the way of the steering wheel. Like, your lap and the steering wheel could get jammed in there. I wouldn't suggest it. Could have been worse. Tuba? You'd have to open the sunroof for that one. <laughs> <laughs> and the and the, the the trombone, too. Like, you couldn't get the arm out. You know, you'd, you'd have to go out the sm- window into oncoming traffic. the windshield, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Driver in Burlington caught playing the flute with both hands while operating a motor vehicle. Food prices rose nearly 4% in September. Mm-hmm. September alone, f- up 4% when you go to the grocery store. Not good, not good. At least there's still food in the store. Like, I'm seeing some pictures across the states where shelves are empty for certain things. I haven't seen too many empty shelves, but prices are definitely up. Mm, it's being blamed on supply chain disruptions because of COVID-19. It seems like we're turning a corner with the pandemic. So uh, let's see those prices go down. Otherwise, you you assume like we can't sustain this type of inflation. And it's not just food. It's across the board. The price of everything has gone up so much. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't happen, you got to assume there will be a crash at some point, Jim. Well, every, you know, every six months we read an article that says, uh, Canadians have, or Canadians are living paycheck to paycheck, or Canadians have $200 in savings. Like, you get pre- stretched pretty thin with rent prices and house prices and food prices now going up. It's it's not good. Pork went up 9.5% in September. Yikes. That's your bacon. That's your chops. I did know, like, I went, I got some bacon on Tuesday, and it was like 8 bucks. The packages like the are smaller too, aren't they? They are smaller. They're definitely smaller, but, like, the cheapest bacon you can get was $8. Still bacon. I mean, I don't want to complain about the price of bacon. It is kind of a luxury, but um, well, chicken, it, chicken breasts are more going up, too. Dude, bring home the bacon, right? It's that's a quintessential a, item you can say. bring home. You bring home the bacon. It <laughs> means you're, you're making some money. Yeah. Yeah, chicken has gone up 10.3%. That's fresh or frozen chicken, 10.3%. Seafood up 6.2%. Butter, 6.3%. Cheese up 4.6%. This is all just in September, folks. Mm-hmm. I, I was complaining a couple weeks ago. I thought I was going crazy when I went to the store and I bought a thing of cottage cheese. And it was almost 7 bucks. Oh, yeah. Like, when did that happen? Just for one of the larger tubs of cottage cheese. Mm-hmm. Like, at that price, you'd think you'd be able to run your car on the stuff. <laughs> Getting some text messages on this one, Jim. You can text anytime, 1-833-829-6546. Grocery prices are out of control. I figure every time I I leave the grocery store, I'm going to have to go on Squid Game. (laughs) (laughs) 
Still haven't watched it. I don't know. Does that make sense, Jim? You've seen a yeah. It's all it's all degenerate gamblers and people in a ton of debt who get roped into this game as like one last ditch effort to make some money, basically. So yeah, Squid Game looks like a pretty decent option <laughs> at this point for some people. I think they might have to cancel the Squid Game because the price of seafood is up six point two percent in September. So you can't even afford the squid anymore. Okay, spoken like somebody who hasn't watched the show, but I get what you're saying. <laughs> Kanye West is hilarious. It's always something, eh? <laughs> always something. Couple things this week. He, he doesn't want to be called Kanye West anymore. He's, is it Ye? Yay. Yay? He's Kanye, so just drop the yay. con. Keep the okay. yay. Yay, yay. He wants to be called Yay from now on. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Number two is, have you seen the masks that he's been wearing in public? Yeah. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Our friend Liz posted a picture of this yesterday. I was like, come on. And... <laughs> Sure enough, he's wearing around New York City. Like, it almost looks like a bald Michael Myers mask. <laughs> yeah, it really does. It's creepy. Kind of a featureless human white mask. But like, kind of feminine. You know, it's not totally like a dude's face. It's like it's like gender neutral or something. Great uh, cheekbones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's because he's wearing. There's two different ones. There's one. It looks more like an orc face, which is really white. And then he's got another one, which is more like peach. Which is the one I was looking at. Yeah, that one looks like a CPR dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Crash test dummy or CPR dummy. And he wore the the more tanned-looking mask to meet with Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen, and have coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Kanye shows up wearing that. And Uh, you're Michael Cohen. You got to have a regular conversation with the guy. (laughs) Pretend he's not wearing... A CPR dummy mask? Yeah, he's obviously not taking it off. He's gone this far with it on. <laughs> he's going to get one of those swizzle sticks to put in his coffee and just sip it. Yeah, I know he's had he's had his mental issues, but I hope he's in on the joke. Like, I hope he's just trolling the world with this stuff. It seems it is, like a, either a fashion statement or a, uh, you know, something to get the paparazzi talking. It is funny. It's creepy, though. I... <laughs> If you say you're anti-mask and you're specifically talking about this mask, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, it's like the uncanny valley. It's like close to human, but not quite. Yeah, I so wouldn't it freaks you out. I wouldn't like to to walk around a corner and bump into that face. <laughs> It'd be funny if he's wearing a COVID mask over that mask, though, too. Oh yay! <laughs> What'll you do next? It's time for sports. Devin Peacock is with us from Global News Radio. Dev, baseball, big win for the Braves yesterday. Atlanta Braves are now one game away from reaching the World Series for the first time in 22 years. And what's kind of cool about the Braves is they made some big moves at the deadline. And a lot of those moves are paying off. They had some injuries they had to deal with. They acquired four outfielders at or around the deadline, and they've all performed pretty well. Edgar Rosario, one of the guys that uh, they acquired at the deadline, uh, hit a, a huge home run last night to help the Braves win and take a 3-1 lead over the uh, L.A. Dodgers. So I'm kind of rooting for the Braves at this point. At the end of the day, I don't really have any rooting interest. But of the teams that are remaining, I'd like to see the Braves win. Well, you don't want the Astros to win. They're cheaters. 
I don't want the Astros to win. I don't want the Red Sox to win. Dodgers, Braves, I don't really care. But with the Braves, you have Alex Anthopoulos, former Blue Jays GM, and I always liked Anthopoulos. So if the uh, Braves and Anthopoulos could win, that'd be nice. They play again tonight, right? They do. 8.08 is uh, first pitch. And you mentioned the Jays. The, the Jays are opening up the old wallet, it looks like. Yeah, Mark Shapiro said back on Monday uh, they are going to be uh, pretty aggressive in terms of adding to the roster. They were very frustrated with how the season ended. They thought uh, they could have done better, and they have some pretty high-profile free agents they have to bring back. Uh, Robbie Ray, Marcus Simeon, we'll see if they can do that. But they have talked about adding payroll and making the team better, whatever that means. But there has emerged in recent days some indications of guys they were going after at the deadline. Jose Ramirez, one guy from Cleveland, who Shapiro would be familiar with from his days in Cleveland. He could play third base, which is a hole the Blue Jays have on the roster. So the Blue Jays are talking a big game about adding to the team, which they did last year. And last year they signed George Springer and Marcus Simeon. So I think Blue Jays fans can actually believe the team means what they say when they say they want to add to the team. I want to see you peacock. It's time for sports. Devin Peacock joins us from Global News Radio. And not the home opener Raptors fans were hoping for, Dev. Not at all. It was the Raptors' first game at home in over 600 days. And so everyone was excited. And it seemed as though the moment got a bit to the Raptors. Fred Van Vliet admitted after the game that the nerves may have played a role in the Raptors' loss last night. They did not shoot well. They seemed to be a little scattered on offense and are going to be in Boston tomorrow night. So maybe going on the road will help calm them down a little bit. I mean, if if you watched the game last night, there was a huge intro. The fans were pumped. The players were pumped. There was a lot that was riding on the fact that the Raptors were just back in Toronto after being away for so long. And the moment may have got to them. Mm. So the more of an opportunity to just get out, play a little basketball. They'd been off for about a week, maybe a bit of rust combined with the fact that you have so much excitement and attention to the moment as opposed to attention to the opponent, you can have the Raptors calm down a little bit and play a little bit better. But again, this is kind of what I think you're going to see from the team, moments of greatness followed by moments of some frustration. It's just unfortunate that we started with frustration on opening night. Too much excitement, too much anticipation. Don't worry, Raptors, it happens to the best of us. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you, you've been thinking about something a little too long. You get to the, you just can't perform like you think you should in the moment. This never happens, baby. <laughs> what were the positives you saw last night, Dev? Well, one of the positives was uh, Scotty Barnes. Uh, he's uh, the Raptors' uh, first overall pick uh, this year. He's drafted fourth overall. Uh, he looked uh, pretty good. There's a lot to like with Scotty Barnes and Orange Roderick is the guy they got from Miami when they did the sign-and-trade with the Heat for Kyle Lowry. And he is someone who is not going to spend the entire year in Toronto. He is essentially trade bait, but he looks good for Toronto last night. So the better he plays, the better return the Raptors will get whenever they decide to trade him. 
Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.